Hey everyone, this is Arnold with One Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the Table Size series where we do a deep dive with the staff behind some of our most beloved restaurants. This time around, we're doing a collaboration and partnership with Atoboy and Atomix. Today, I have Mark Rodriguez, who is a bartender at Atomix and also actually a really good friend of mine. Uh, Mark started actually just in November and um, he worked for six months before we had to go on pause and the restaurant had to temporarily shut down. And it's been six months since that it's been on pause. So he spent a good, he spent a good chunk of his year at Atomix, um, half of it working and half of it on the sidelines because of the pandemic. It's a very peculiar situation that we're in and um, very unfortunate as well because Mark and I, obviously being good friends, but also having the chance to work together, you know, we were we really thought we were, we were creating something very special. Really love the ambiance up at the bar at Atomix. Um, so in any case, this is my conversation with Mark. I want to check in with how he was doing, um, how the last six months have has been for him personally, and uh, you know, leading up to it, what it was like working at Atomix. I am, uh, you know, I know, I know your story a little bit, but I think it's, it's so important to share man. Cause like you've been on such a crazy journey, right. To, to get to where you are now. Um, and so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but maybe if you could kind of share with people, you know, why, if, if someone were to ask you, like, why do you work in restaurants? Like, what would your answer be? Um, <clears throat> I guess it's kind of like a multifaceted question, honestly, because, it, it's it was something that I started doing in a very different part of the industry. Like I didn't start like I feel like, like you know a lot of people who who get to working at this caliber of restaurant and this level of the industry usually start kind of like in in something similar or or something that's like more closely related to like dining in and everything. I started making pizza, so like um, I, I think that through that experience of like giving hospitality in in that. In, in that setting, I enjoyed it. But I also felt like in a lot of ways, I was going the extra mile in a pizza shop. And I feel like there's got to be more, you know, there obviously is more than this. And like, I want to be able to give more hospitality and like kind of like create more experiences. And I think that that's what really, that's what like the most enjoyable part of it for me is. And that's kind of why I stuck with it and really dived in because it's an, it's, it's an enjoyable experience for everyone around. I mean, yeah, of course it has its moments, but in general, everything does like, it, you know, people love to say like, it's the old, uh, idea that like, you know, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. And that's like not entirely true. Cause I do love my job and I still work. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think it was really just the enjoyment of giving hospitality and like creating those experiences for guests. Yeah. And then talk to me about the transition into Atomix and maybe what you were doing right before the, your current role. Sure. Uh, so before I started working at Atomix, I was uh, one of the lead bartenders of Marta. Um, so I was working a lot on their cocktail list. But uh, as you know, Marta, or for the listener, Marta is a part of the Union Square Hospitality Group. And so it's a larger corporation and, you know, a large restaurant. And with that, there's like, you know, it's ups and downs with that kind of like situation. And I was doing a lot of really cool, fun stuff there. But I felt like it's some, I felt like there was still something that like was make, not like missing, but like, I wasn't feeling as fulfilled. And then, um, as you know very well, you know, we met and, uh, you know, me and you got to talking and then I, I got to meet 
Elia and everyone else. And then it kind of just took on from there. I've spoken to a few of our, you know, colleagues and, uh, you're the, f- you're probably like out of, out of everybody I've spoken to, you're like the one person that I actually directly work with a lot because for people that have been or haven't been to Atomix, it's a, it's a two story townhouse situation. And so when you walk in, you're actually at the ground level and the bar is, is there, but then you take a flight of stairs downstairs to go to the chef's counter. And so I was positioned upstairs with, 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 with you. And so we spent a lot of time and I felt like you really hit a groove and, and tell me, tell me more on, on your perspective for, but as I saw it, I think you really hit the groove come like the holiday season, you know? And, um, so, so tell me some highs and lows of service as well, you know, pre COVID what service was like. So yeah, I think around the holiday season, like I would say like middle of November, like I really started to hit my groove. Like I started to feel more comfortable. Um, and you know, I think for, you know, creatives out there, like chefs, bartenders, like whatever your creativity is, I think that, you know, when you're doing a new, something new, like there's kind of like an adjustment period. But once you've adjusted and you hit that, like kind of like, I don't know, you get like into the HOV lane almost, like you start to like glide across like all like facets of your job, the creativity starts to shine again. So that's like when I started to get more comfortable and I started putting cocktails up to be added to the list. Um, And also just started to really like, kind of craft um, more of a bar crowd um, that was excited to be there because not only do we already have amazing things on our menu, what we offered was already amazing, but I did my best to kind of try and personalize everyone's experience through different, like through different drinks or through like variations of drinks they normally would get just uh, to keep it fresh. And I think one of my favorite highs of, of working service, you know, throughout the entire time I worked, I, you know, I work there is probably like when you have like the entire room sit <clears throat> and you, I just know I'm going to get a bunch of tickets, but it's like, there was like a rush and like an excitement to it because it wasn't like so many tickets where it was overwhelming, but it was a lot and enough where I felt like I was really kind of like back to like that, like HOV lane kind of like I'm cruising. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like service is going well, like everyone's having a great time. The space is because it's not so large, just felt like it was bumping, but it wasn't like a ton of people. That was probably like a major high. But yeah, I feel like, you know, service was a really beautiful dance upstairs, you know, between like me, you, uh, and, and really whoever else was up there. Like, you know, it was always like really like smooth and like, it's like ballet, like, you know, like you, you, I kind of knew the next move and you knew my next move. And it was just kind of like a back and forth of like, fluidity if you will yeah yeah no for sure i think i think like it, w- it was really interesting to create what we did because i think there was a lot of autonomy over it as well in some sense and definitely uh it's sort of like empowerment that comes with with that space and the the one image in my head i can't get rid of when i think about you and and, and you know pre-covid is shaking a cocktail shaking like probably an egg-based drink in one hand, stirring a cocktail in like a glass, and then you like, you know, talking with probably somebody at the bar, you know? So basically like three actions in one. And then, and then, and then like a bar, and then, and then someone from the bar, like looking over and like taking a video of you, cause they're also fascinated by the fact that you're doing three things in one, three things at once. Uh, which I still find super interesting. Cause you know, that trick where like you try to like rub your, tell me your stomach. And then you also try to do something with your, you know, with your 
over your head. But like, it doesn't Fun really. Fact, I'm terrible at that. But <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, how does this guy do it all? So I mean, I miss that man. I really miss miss seeing that and 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 the interactions that we used to have. And I feel like we were able to not only kind of you know provide this wonderful like you know hospitality experience, but it was almost like a show sometimes. <laughs> like we definitely like you know it was like. It was interesting to watch for a number of reasons. And I think that really people really got into that, you know, like, <laughs> like between like the jokes, like the kind of digging at each other, like, and it, just all of it. I think people really like felt, they felt like they were watching people on stage and then also getting like tasty cocktails and food out of it, you know, like, <laughs> it's like which, which is not which is not the worst thing, right? No, so. not at all. I feel like you know you know those immersive uh, theater experiences like sleepover yeah, and all yeah. that. I feel like we were kind of doing something like that, except like people were getting drunk and eating with it too, like and people could see who I was. So it definitely, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people. Like the video thing was interesting, like that you mentioned that because like it was like it always happened in the weirdest way. Like, I don't remember any time anyone ever did that with like asking me. <laughs> Most times I would just look over and, and someone just has their phone out. They're just like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, we should have charged for those. We should have like, definitely like, charged something, for those. Something like, it's like a dollar or something. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It was always like, and then I always had like that self-conscious moment of like, what does my face look like right now? Like I'm, I'm doing like all these difficult like not difficult but like physically intensive actions i can't imagine that i look too great in this video right now seriously seriously though. <laughs> like i have veins like popping on my forehead because i'm shaking like an egg like two egg white drinks like yeah yeah <laughs> like, i mean hey i wonder if they look at those videos i wonder if like that's one of the videos like when they're just like kind of chilling in bed and they've like wasted all of their timeline on like facebook or instagram do they look at that video before they go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that time that bartender at Atomix really oh man, what what an incredible guy. <laughs> man. I mean, so let's fast forward now because there's all these honestly I have more good memories than than bad. Yeah, one hundred percent. Fast forward to March, uh, you know, that that week. Um, it's just a you you know unilateral question I've been questioning uh, asking everybody. So for you, you know. Tell me a little bit about what you remember, at least for the, the last couple of days of service for you. We entered the week on Tuesday. Um, and that Tuesday, we already... like Things started to already feel kind of eerie. I remember being in the city the previous weekend. I think, as a matter of fact, I hung out with you in the city. And we were walking around and it was just like empty. <laughs> like The city was empty. And I think it was felt... That already on its own felt kind of strange. And then... Coming into the you know the week, I remember the previous week we had people that were sitting at the bar that were like coughing and stuff, and like there's all this like paranoia and fear and 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 just really like also just like lack of information, like I don't, no one knew what to do. Like, and I feel really lucky that I worked for Elia and Chef JP because I feel like they were like they were pretty on top of it. Like I remember hearing stories of other restaurants and how they were kind of handling like the lack of information and, and even in some cases misinformation about it, like without any real. Like they didn't know, like because they didn't know what to do, they didn't really do anything. And I felt like I was very lucky to work in a place where, you know, I worked for people and with people who all were really not like that. You know, like everyone was like, all right, how can we like, how can we keep our guests safe? How can we keep ourselves safe? Like, what can we do with what information we do have uh, to continue? But getting back to the last couple of days, like, you know, before the shutdown, like just the eerie feeling. Um, especially on Wednesday, because that's I feel like the news started to break really fast that week. 
I feel like there was like more information like every hour. And, you know, yeah, it was just, it was pretty heavy because, you know, here I am working in, in, you know, in this industry where my job is to interact with people. And now there's like a deadly plague like virus, you know, that I have no idea if they have just kind of like spreading. And especially in a place like a bar, like if you take note, like, Bars aren't even reopened yet, like a lot, in a lot of cases for indoor anything. Not that restaurants have either, but I think bars will probably come after, even after that because alcohol is like, it makes you chill, you know? <laughs> like, you don't think about how, you don't, you, I mean, it's just less likely for you to be as worried or like, kind of like uh, paranoid or focused on what's really happening. And I think that in a lot of ways, like, you know, being at the bar was even a little more nerve wracking because you're dealing with so much glassware. Like, you know, like my interactions with people like, would be so face to face and so close that I was starting to get really nervous. Like I had like at that time, my 91 year old grandmother was living in the same building as me. So I was like, just having a lot of anxiety. Like, you know, <clears throat> what if I, what if I get sick and like, I get them sick just at work like, on that note, my last day of service was actually not the last day of service. I uh, ended up leaving early on my last day of service. And then like two days later, or not even like the next day the city announced like the 50% capacity. And because of that, um, the bar was like going to be what was going to be closed, which then led to the idea that I was going to come back and start serving, which was also like a daunting task on its own. It's like, great. Now there's, there's the pandemic and now I got to become a server. <laughs> like, so like, I was like, all right, well, let me get ready. Let me start studying and like just getting into the motions of it. And like, you know, like, let me get ready. So when I come back, I could be a, the best server I could be. And by that weekend, um, which was the weekend before we were supposed to, like, you know, before the bar was supposed to be closing and everything, uh, restaurants were shut down. And that was it. I haven't, I've been back to Atomix once since the middle of March, which feels really weird to say because I spent so much of my time there for, you know, like the six months I worked there or was working in the space at least. And <clears throat> like, I even have like my like cocktail notebook still there. I think like, <laughs> you know, like it felt like I just kind of like, like against my own wishes, it's just like deserted my post. And it, that like feels weird. And that's like really saddening. Cause like that bar was like becoming my own in a lot of ways, like just in like what we were starting to have, like on the, the cocktail list, what we were starting to have behind the bar, like the interactions are having, like people coming in to see me and see you and like just everything about it was becoming, was going so well for it to just kind of be disrupted so abruptly. Yeah, everything was really clicking and firing on all cylinders before this all happened. Yeah, I was working on an actual like collaboration cocktail menu. So it was just kind of like, wow, okay. Like all this work, all these ideas, everything I had just kind of, you know, went on hold. And I think that, you know, especially for a lot of people, but especially people in this industry, we were all kind of just so self, like shell-shocked for the first like month. I know I was. I was just like, I can't believe this. Like, I get, yeah, I'm not the only person that's not working. And yeah, my industry's not the only industry that's shut down, but like, you know, everyone's personal experience with it was just, is different. But I was just so like, I guess mind blown at how fast it happened. Yeah, I think shell shock is a, is a good word to put it to. But um, you, you mentioned how it's crazy to think about this, but so you worked there for six months and now it's been six months since you last worked. So Take, take me a little bit of, cause you touched on a little bit, but take me through the last six months, how it's been for you. I know, I know you, you've had to deal with, uh, you know, uh, a death in the family and I know it's been a lot for you, but if you don't mind, I'd love to kind of, um, get you to share how, how it's been, man. 
it's interesting because it's like it 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 it's so weird to discuss because and and like sometimes when I think about it, it feels like it was such a blip in time. Um, other times I think about it, it feels like it's been an eon. But I guess just you know going month by month, March was very. March was a very weird month, like at least from the middle on. Like I didn't really do anything. I didn't know what to do, and there was like so many like there were so many times where like uncertainty was just kind of like the only way to describe it because there was just I had no idea if I was going to go back to work. I had no idea if this was going to go away. I mean, if you listen to the government, it should have went away like five months ago. But that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> so you know, just kind of like. I guess March and even the lots of April were like um, really strange because it was kind of like living in the news cycle. Like it, you were, you were just like a part of it. Like it, whether you worked in restaurants or you didn't, like whatever you did, you just were like in the news cycle and just trying to be as informed as possible and like being super cautious. Like some of my like weirdest memories from that time are like wiping down like every single object that came from the outdoors into my house. Like whether it be like a box from Amazon or like. I don't know, like a package of like frozen, I don't know, corn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally anything that came into my house was wiped with like a some sort of like disinfectant wipe. And then I think the creepiest thing uh, of April was uh, I was celebrating my girlfriend Emily's uh, birthday, which was on April 1st, which was great. And like we were sitting in my backyard and like having a good time. But like going back to like kind of being a part of that news cycle, I look at my phone and see there's like 700 people dead in the city today. It's just like the dichotomy of the situations were just, just like so unsettling. It's like, here I am having a wonderful time with someone I love, like, you know, celebrating their birthday. And then I look at my phone and I just found out like, you know, almost a thousand people have died in, in the city I live in. It's eerie. Like, cause it's like, how do I like go back from like looking at my phone and just put that smile back on my face? Like, let's have some fun. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's really difficult to do. Um, it's, it, and you know, for the sake of, of myself and for everyone around me, of course, I had to do it because, you know, I'm not going to look up my phone with a long face and be like, yeah, guys, just so you know, like, I know it's your birthday and all, but here you go. <laughs> so I, after, I guess after April is when I started to kind of like, I guess not like break free from the news cycle or break free from like the chains of uncertainty and like fear. But it's when I started to realize I had to kind of like continue to move because that's when I started to feel like, okay, like this is not going away. This isn't going anywhere. Like this is now what's happening. Like, but what am I going to do to continue doing like, you know, using my craft and like practicing my skills and also just like, you know, staying busy and active and creative because <clears throat> honestly for the you know end of March and halfway through April, like probably like, like first month, month and a half, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just watched TV. Yeah, I mean, there was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't see anyone other than the people I live with, you know, like, and I just cooked a lot and just kind of like played video games. But then like, for me, at least I started to get, it started to get really boring. <laughs> like, I just started to feel almost useless. Like I wasn't, I wasn't advancing in any way. And, and, you know, at that point, like, that's when, you know, Atomex like really, really started to kind of like meeting regularly and doing things to kind of like better ourselves in conjunction with the restaurant until we got the chance to reopen, which, you know, sadly still hasn't happened, but, or it hasn't happened for uh, service indoors at least. But, um, you know, I started like experimenting a lot more, reading a lot more about, you know, different techniques and, and, and bartending and, and really and, like the culinary side as well, because there's such a, obviously such a big major tie. And um, 
I really like kind of started to test things out that maybe I wouldn't have had the time to do prior to COVID because of like time constraints. So I did a lot of really cool stuff and I put together like, you know, like an entire production or like sort of like slideshow of explanation of like fat washing and, and like milk washing and just all these different cool techniques that, you know, people probably heard the words thrown around, but don't know how they work or why they work. You know, so <clears throat> I basically did an episode of why does it work or how, what's that show called? How does it work or whatever it's called? You know, uh, yeah, about? how stuff works or something. Yeah, I did a, I did an episode of how does stuff work, you know, but with like booze and fat stuff like milk and <laughs> actual oils and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I just that at that point it was like kind of like full speed ahead again. Honestly, I just started like doing a lot more experiments, like making my own kombucha, making my own like uh, liqueurs, like strawberry liqueurs, blueberry liqueurs. You know, like. It's kind of like trying to to be as ready to be reopened, at, like to, like trying to be as ready to kind of like be creative when we reopen as possible. It's starting to get weird, like or like you know May and and, and June because I, I had my grandmother pass in May, so that kind of like you know like took a lot of my focus. So like all like all of like the full speed ahead stuff that I had just mentioned and like that was happening before that kind of like fell by the wayside a little bit. You know, she passed away. Then I like began like renovating her apartment because it, you know, my parents needed it needed to be done. It hadn't done, been done in like years. Whilst doing that, we were all under the you know assumption that New York State was going to allow indoor dining at fifty percent capacity, like sometime like in July. So that like was kind of an exciting time because like now I'm like renovating this apartment and you know like getting this done and like I, like by the time this is done, I'm going to go back to work and hopefully have some semblance of normalcy and you know help me like you know, not of course forget or take my mind off of entirely, but at least it'll be a little easier to cope with what happened, you know, because I'm like focused on what I'm doing. Governor Cuomo decided that it was probably for the best that didn't happen. <laughs> so yeah, now, now here we are in August. Like I think that for like, especially May, June, and July, we were all so like ready to kind of like start getting back, especially June and July, because we were all in the assumption that it was going to happen. And then it just kind of like, like all that excitement just like fizzled like a balloon. And I was like, okay. And, and now it's, I think we're the weirdest. I think that that was the weirdest part of or, or point in time out of all of it, because like now we're just literally in limbo. Like there's no deadlines. There's no dates anymore. There's no like, Oh, it's going to happen this date, but then we're going to tell you it's not like, there's not even any of that. There's being really blunt. Like it's not happening in the foreseeable future. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I was going to get to next. And as like the last question before I send you off, man, is like, what is your personal outlook on this industry? And, um, you know, even your career at this point, I, I, it depends on the day, how I feel sometimes, to be honest, like, I, I feel like, you know, some days I'm a lot more optimistic about like my outlook on the industry than others. Um, I do think that it's going to be changed forever, no matter what. I think something that's like scares me and like saddens me a lot is how many places have already and are also going to close. Um, like places that I love, places that I wanted to love, places that I wanted to go to that I maybe didn't get the chance to. Um, and it's it sucks. It really does. Like it's you know not because it like you're missing out on the food and the drink and the people, but that was also someone's vision. You know, like I don't know how it feels to be behind that place that like people loved and you put together. And then just to have something like this, just, just like ruin it, you know? And then for also you to get like let go of your employees and, and like all of that, like <clears throat> it's probably really heartbreaking. I mean, it is for me to watch. So I can't imagine being a part of that as the person making the decisions. But as far as my career goes, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul, man. Like um, if I can, you know, when I can get back to doing what I love, I will. 
I do think in this time period, I have to kind of like re-envision what my career will look like and how it will go and also like timelines. But I, I, I'm not giving up. That's for sure. Like I'm just like holding out really until, until like, you know, I get the opportunity to do what I love again. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to just learn other things so that if this were to happen again and I can't do what I love to do and I can't work in restaurants and I can't work in hospitality, I have some another like fallback option. But I, I just think that it's hard to say what it's going to be like and, and how the, the industry will look right now because I don't, I don't know what it feels like to be in it right now. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fair statement. That is a fair statement. You know, like, I don't know what it's like to be a server at an outdoor spot right now. Like, I don't know what it's like to be a bartender where you're bartending outdoors and like, you know, like you have these truncated cocktail lists and, and like, you know, you, you have everything batched because you want efficiency and, and, and just like the cleanliness of everything. It's just like a very, it's like reimagining it is very difficult because I haven't had any like hands-on experience with what it is like right now. I think that will, you know, I think this, the closer I get to going back to work, the better grasp I'll have on what it means for our industry. But I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be difficult. Well, talk to me a little bit about, you know, what you got planned in, in the near future though, because I think that especially given the, t- the new, the new times, I think there's still ways to pursue your craft and what you do, but maybe, you know, in a, on a different platform. Right. So I'm also going to be teaching, I guess, somewhat of like a, I guess like a mezcal focused cocktail class through uh, Voyager's Table, which I'm really excited for. It's for a charity event. Still figuring out what charity. I have an idea, of course. Almost definitely going to be something for the you know industry based. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, it's going to be like a 20, 30 minute class where uh, you know I put together a recipe and people get like a, a box delivered to them and and they kind of follow along with me and make the drink with me which again like goes back to like re-envisioning my career because like if you asked me like in February if I'd be doing this in, in August I'd look at you and be like probably not I mean I don't know maybe <laughs> it wouldn't have been my like it wasn't on my bingo card you know like <laughs> but I'm really really stoked for that um and I'm really excited to see what that's going to be like because I do have other things that are going to be up and coming soon in the future um, that are going to be kind of like along that line of like kind of trying to bring as much of my hospitality ability and like experience to you at home, trying to figure out ways to, to bring the craft that I like to share with people to them while they're at home. And I'm really excited for this event with Voyager's Table because it's going to be a great experience. It's going to be a great experience for me and also just you know, to mingle with other, you know, people in our industry and people in other industries too, like in a way that we haven't really maybe been able to as much as, you know, as late. Thanks Mark for being on the podcast. I think we always, he and I always joked around that I would have him at some point. And uh, I'm really glad that it finally happened. But if you're interested in this class that Mark was telling us about, it's actually coming up um, next week and you can get the tickets and sign up for it at voyagerstable.com slash nightmarket you know he's he's such a talented bartender aside from being a good friend he's such a he's such a good talent definitely example of where a budding aspiring industry professionals career was cut short because of the pandemic again super unfortunate because he was really hitting the stride at Optimix and I think we would have done really amazing cool things with that bar program um but in any case, I think Mark is working on his own project as well. And he's trying to become, uh, he's, he's definitely coming back online. So give him a follow. And it's 
on Instagram and it's the handle is at mezcalmark. Thanks again, Mark, for tuning in. And we have two more episodes coming up from the Automix team. Um, Automix currently is not reopened for an indoor dining quite yet, but we are doing takeout and delivery, which is available on Talk and Caviar.